Welcome to Everything's Not Fine. I'm Kelly Budnick. And I'm Nicole Allen. You know, we're two friends that have done a lot of life together. (laughs) Yeah, but sometimes it can feel really lonely. Especially in this era of filtered pics and curated highlight reels. So we're here to remind you that you're not alone. Life can be messy and crazy and great all at the same time. We're so glad you're here to join us in our unfiltered and no BS real talk because everything's not fine. Here we are. Good morning. Good morning. I caught you mid drink. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was trying to be so quick. Oh, well. Good morning. Um, oh, I was thinking of new words for the people. I've decided maybe we should just go with goddesses. Ooh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not friends, goddesses. Goddesses. Hello, uh, goddesses. Welcome. Welcome. Unless, unless you're a man. Well, then you could also be a goddess. Yes, sure. welcome. It's more powerful. Let me tell you, I read the elephant story to a friend last night, uh-huh. and the whole room, the husbands were crying, we were oh. crying. It was very sweet. Oh. So men can be goddesses. I was, I support it. <laughs> if you are if you are a, a good man, you're a good one, good feminist, supportive man, you are welcome. Welcome to our the circle. Club. That's yeah. right. Actually, you can't be in my circle right now. I'll let you know if I invite you in. (laughs) (laughs) My circle is full. Yeah, there's that. (laughs) Mouth to me what friend it was so that I know who you were. Oh, I knew it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry that I can't share that information with you, but. We do protect the privacy of our friends. That's right. We try. We try. <laughs> we try. I, it is funny, though. I have had a few. So I heard your last podcast. Uh-huh. Who are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I told, I was with a friend, one of my uh, dearest friends, and we were hanging out this weekend, and I was like, she knows the person. And I said, she goes, she's never listened to the, she's literally my best friend in the whole entire world. And she's never listened to the podcast. She's like, it's too weird. I can't do it. So she listened to the last two and she was like, I'm getting better. I can do it. I think I can do it. I listened to the last two. Anyway, it was so cute. And I was like, oh, it was so-and-so. And she was like, oh, my God, I wanted to ask you who it was, but I didn't want to try. I was like, we have no secrets. But it yeah. was cute. It was very cute. Okay, so it's funny because same with my very closest person. Uh-huh. She, too, was like, it feels weird. I feel like I feel embarrassed. Like, <laughs> like, I feel like you're telling secrets about yourself. And I'm so not that person. I'm so private that she was like, yes. I just feel I just feel all sweaty and itchy. And like, yes. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I, I think it was the same. My friend said, um, Oh, what did she say? Something about being vulnerable. Like, it's just so vulnerable and I I don't like it. Yes. (laughs) But she was saying, like, as I become more vulnerable or as I become more comfortable being vulnerable, it's not as weird to listen or something like that. That's cool. I was like, oh, okay. So 
If you feel itchy and sweaty when you listen to us, I'm sorry, but become more vulnerable. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, it's true. In fact, it was funny because she also had said, but I've decided if I'm your if I'm your person, like I should be listening. I should I just this is ridiculous. So she's like, so I am now. Oh. But you know, which is very sweet. Is very sweet. awesome. Isn't that so funny? Well, and probably like for me, it's probably very repetitive because I tell her all the things that we talk about anyway. So it's like, oh, I've already heard this. Yes. Probably. Yeah. But she doesn't get to hear your side. There so. you go. <laughs> So, um, hey, girl, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were doing our pre-recording um, conversation, you and I, just a few minutes ago, and you said fuck five times in the I did. three minutes. You were real wound <laughs> up. I was like, oh, this is going to be a good one today. Well, as I was telling Kel, I woke up stupid early because we are going to Disneyland, which I'm very excited about. But um, now because of COVID, you have to like not just buy tickets, but you have to set your reservations for each day and what park. It's a whole thing, right? It's just like going to a restaurant. It's just a little insane. So that's fine. We had had them set. Well, then we discovered one of the days there's supposed to be some special event. So the park is closing early. So I had seen that quite a few days ago and wondered, should I switch days? Well, then my sister-in-law, who's also coming, had also texted, hey, I saw this. Do you want to see about switching days? So at midnight last night, I get a wild hair. Yeah, let's try. (laughs) But I'm also, it's fucking midnight. So I'm not looking at all the details, right? I don't see this little button that says, see what's available before (laughs) doing it. All I see is to change, you have to cancel the reservation you have before you can set a new one. So I'm like, okay. And I have a little like (laughs) nerves, but then I just like (laughs) push cancel and I'm like, it's going to be great. And then there's no fucking reservations. They're all gone. And I immediately start like sweating and sobbing, like hysterically. And I'm freaking, freaking out, totally freaking out. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I've ruined the whole thing. And like Aaron, you know, of course, in the moment is like, well, why did you do that? That was stupid. What were you thinking? And I'm like, this isn't helping. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just panicking, like full panic mode. And so then, you know, I try to call the number and they're like, hey, we're not open till seven. So then Aaron's like, there's nothing we can do right now. Go to bed. It's going to be okay. Like, we're going to figure it out. And I'm like crying myself to sleep, like, like trying to pull my shit together. And before anybody rolls their eyes too hard, I fully acknowledge this is like super first world problems and my privilege. So I do at least acknowledge, but I'm like freaking out, right? You spend all this money, you spend all this time to set it aside. And then I've like just gone and fucked it up. So (laughs) 7 a.m. comes, I call. Now, of course, I don't just wake up. Ooh, I slept till seven. No, no. I woke up at four and then 5.30 and then there was no more sleep. So I'm just like panicking and pacing and I'm like checking the website and nothing is happening and call at seven and she's like, Oh yeah, sorry. The new the new way we do it, it's only online. So you're just gonna have to keep refreshing. 
And, and I'm like, well, what are you, what are we going to do? And she's like, just keep trying and you know, good luck. And, and she did say like, people will cancel. So your chances are pretty good that you'll get something, but it might be like the day of or the day before, because people don't have to cancel till like, you know, the midnight, the day before their reservation. So, um, I'm like in between like trying to be calm and like find Zen and just still like hysterically sobbing and like sweating and you know, all of the things. And so then Aaron's like, okay, listen, you got to just chill. We're just going to do what we can do, but you got to call, you know, my sister-in-law, I got to tell them what's up so that they know and whatever. So I text the whole thing. And so then she's like, oh my God, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> and so then she's like re, you know, trying to refresh and refresh and refresh. And then miracle of miracles, I just happened to hit refresh and they opened up. So I snagged those tickets, thank God. So all is well, we got our tickets and we got our reservations. And of course, amazingly, like I'm like, miracles happened, you guys. And I'm like, <laughs> crying in relief and she's like oh thank god oh god and she's like i was refreshing like a crazy person and the boob sweat came immediately <laughs> i love it so we're just freaking out and like trying to bring the heart rate down now yeah so it's all gonna be fine it's all working out but uh yeah a little panic in the morning to get you yes. going so, so if you seem a little wound up today, now we know why. <laughs> now we know why. So sorry about the F-bombs. It is just <laughs> what comes along with it. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> I I'm won't just, be the only swearer today. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Definitely no. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, all is well. Things are calming. Yes. But I'm so glad. Mother trucker, don't oh. try to change your shit last second. Learn from me. <laughs> yeah. Or at midnight. like Or at midnight. Yeah, it's just not advisable. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah. That was. I that always was... tell my kids, nothing good happens after midnight. So, God, it's true. Why didn't I take my own damn advice? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well, I am having the exact opposite morning. I got up, took my child to school with zero problems. He, oh God, he's getting out of the car and he goes, got my socks on and my Crocs on. I'm ready to take on the day. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my God, I love it. So for the first time possibly ever, I am recording this podcast in an empty house. It's fantastic. Oh, my God. I'm so thrilled for you. Like, I want us to record somewhat, somewhat quickly so that you can then just, like, oh. dance around naked should you feel the desire to. Well, I don't believe I will, but thank yeah, you. But I you am going to do yoga. I've been doing yoga. <gasps> no. Yes. See, I need some namaste in my life right now. So. You might need I might namaste. need to. And then this afternoon, I'm going, I have been having horrible back spasms. So I'm going to see a fellow we so lovingly called the witch doctor. Um, he's like a muscular sculptor, kind of Eastern medicine-ish. And so I'm going to go see if he can fix my back because it is just awful. So 
all that to say, I have a day of peace and relaxation. Yes, you do. I hope the witch doctor does miracles. That'd be I do amazing. Too. I do too. Um, I started decorating for Christmas yesterday. I don't care what anybody thinks about it. It is happening. I love it. I support it. Now, I am forbidden to do such things. And normally, I also am like, no, that's not how that goes. You got to wait. Yeah. Now, to judge you, just for no, us. No, I hear you. Yes. But this is the first year that I actually have had that, like, oh, that does sound nice. Mm-hmm. I could I could use some joy. I know. Just random daily joy. Yes. It feels so cozy. And I even put the stockings on the mantle. And I was like, mm, that might be a bit much. I'm not sure I can go there yet. But they are still there for now. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I just, I had to do it. And I think a lot of people are doing it early this year. So then I was like, okay, I can. Yes. I agree. Tons of people. Yeah. I think it's just the time. It's everybody needs just, you know, find joy where you can. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And there's these little twinkle lights on my, like, what are you doing over there? Sorry. I was just trying to look up that one thing. (laughs) Jesus. Not very covert, sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. I could edit that out, but I won't. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I have these twinkle lights up on shelves, and I'm like, oh, I might have to leave these up year-round. They're just so fantastic. I do love twinkle lights. I actually do tend to leave some of that stuff, like, at least sort of through January. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. through the winter. Yeah. So, anyway... Getting excited for cozy family specialness. That's what mm-hmm. I'm going to call it. <laughs> I like it. Yes, it's good. I same. Yeah, it, it feels good. Well, you're going to be gone. When you get back, you can decorate for Christmas, and you'll be. Everybody will be in the mood because Disneyland oh, is Christmas that's right true. now. True. Oh, everyone will be in the mood. So capitalizing on that. Kel, yep. you're a genius. Thank you very much. That's what happened. Um, I went shopping on the weekend at this, oh, one of the best shopping centers in our area. It's in by the University of Washington. Um, but it's real fancy. And they just had all the trees, had all the lights and every, oh, it was just beautiful. And of course, all the stores are Christmassy and my friend and I were like oh oh, we're decorating for it's on yeah but she has a teenage daughter who still lives out she's younger and she won't allow it so (laughs) too bad for her but my daughter is gone and she would have approved no matter what so exactly it's happening anyway (laughs) no more no more Christmas talk (laughs) well I've been dying to hear have you still been doing therapy how is it going Yes, I have been doing therapy. It is going amazingly, gut-wrenching, and um, wonderful. Like, all of the things. Mm-hmm. So, I do want to talk about it, but I want I want you to read the, or get us going on the topic, because it's actually very um, related to what we're talking about today. So... If I start talking about it, I will take over and you won't have a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So (laughs) then I will just read this thing. And again, you guys know, you know, we follow Jen Hatmaker and Glennon Doyle and whatever. So Jen just posted this thing yesterday. I think. I think. um, Which was a clip from the Broadway show Waitress. 
Um, and during it, it's the gal is singing, she used to be mine. She says, I needed to stop time. I had both hands up to my face, tears pouring. The woman next to me had to put her hand on my arm. <laughs> I know this girl. I know this loss. I know the impossible question most of us only ask in hindsight. Where did I go? Why was the sacrifice that seemed most reasonable myself? I was gone too, and indeed fought my way back to myself. And here I am, I'm mine again, and I will never not be. Dear ones, fight just a little if you're lost. Don't be scared of the wildlife inside you. Bring back the fire in your eyes. You're still in there and you are good. You're too precious to sacrifice to anyone's altar. Worth the fight, you're strong enough for this. This is your work. No one will do this for you. Be your own hero. Claw your way back from gone. She used to be yours. You know her. You remember her. Now go get her. Mm. Damn it. Even reading it, I'm like teary. I know. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. I just, something obviously speaks so deeply to me about that. And maybe that's just the the back and forth push and pull of adulthood or being in the thick of parenting or some of those things. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, I feel like there's times where you're just so focused on doing, you know, even work, same thing. I think, you know, you can just be doing, 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 head down, get her done. Yeah. And then you look up and go, holy shit, where am I? Who am I? What are we doing? Am I still there? Yeah. And so to have that reminder, like still there, find her. Yeah. Give her time. She's still there. Yeah. Don't let that be, don't let yourself be the thing that gets sacrificed. Yeah. You know. Is there a point in your life that you feel like you can pinpoint when you started losing yourself? Hmm. I would say I started losing myself for sure during cult days. Yeah. And not that it was gone entirely, but it felt like so much of it was told it was bad. Yeah. That it was like, that's not okay. That's not okay. Edit, 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 edit. Um, Don't trust your feelings. Don't trust your gut. Don't trust your own mind. Don't trust your heart. You know, and then um, had enough of it of myself to still, you know, get married and, 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 you know, as things sort of started unraveling in that department, kind of gathering some of that, but then we had kids and, you know, you're just kind of making it through. So I think I, I always had some pieces, but I feel like I lost parts here and there. And it wasn't until I started thinking about what do I want to do after my kids were going to go back into school. Mm-hmm. And I had started feeling this unrest that I think I started realizing how much of myself I'd really lost. Yeah. And I had these moments where someone um, randomly would say, you are so funny. I just think you're so funny. And I remember being like, wait, what? And I would go home and I literally would say, Aaron, guess what? I'm funny. Like somebody told me I'm funny. And I, and I, 
just look at me like, you are so dumb. Of course you're funny. <laughs> like, like he hadn't lost that, but I had like yes. lost that sight of myself. Yeah. And so when I started kind of thinking, what do I want? What do I, you know, thinking about what I want to maybe do that was just mine. Um, and I think I've told this story, but when I went to go check out Paul Mitchell for hair school, and the kids had fallen asleep in the car and cause we were all going to go take a tour. And he just said, I'll stay here. You go do it. And he could watch me cause they had big windows. So he'd, he watched me like walk through. And when I came back, I was so happy. And he, when I sat down, I, I shut the door and I looked over and he's just crying. And I said, what's going on? And he said, I just saw you light up in a way that I haven't seen for so long, it, it, if ever, in parts of this. Like, I felt like I just saw this whole new part of you come alive. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what we have to do. You have to do this. You just yeah. have to. And it was just such a, a beautiful moment. But that felt like the first of re- recovering that, recapping that, re kind of taking that back. And then it's ebbed and flowed, you know. Yeah as time goes, but yeah. What about you? Do you have, do you have memory of? I think I initially, I probably would have said before you started talking, I probably would have said, I don't know that I ever knew myself Mm -hmm. and I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, But as you were talking, I realized I may not have knew her, but she's always been there. Yeah. And the person that I, that I know deep in myself that I feel I'm fighting for, um, she was there. She just didn't know how to be there. Mm. She didn't know how to be at the surface. She didn't know how to, and I know it probably sounds weird to talk about myself as another person, but it's comfortable for me because in the therapy I do, it's called parts work. And so you refer to your different parts as, as the identity that they had at that age or that stage. So at any rate, um, the core of me, um, who I was created to be by Mm -hmm. whoever the creator is, um, She's always been there. Yeah. Um, she just didn't know how to be. She didn't know how to. Um, there was it's it's like a smoldering fire without oxygen to create the flames. You know, it's that yes. was always has always been there. Um, but there have definitely been times throughout my entire life that just no oxygen, no um no freedom for that fire to like take hold, no space, no all kinds of things. So um, I'm inspired by your journey that you had. Um, and it's, it's really cool because I feel myself entering there right now. Mm. And so yeah, I mean, I, I don't want today to be a total downer. Or, I mean, I think it's so exciting and wonderful, but um, 
I do. I want to talk about, for my side of it, I want to talk about just what my realization has been um, these last couple months of therapy and, and how without me even knowing that that's what I was doing, like I'm discovering me. And yeah. but it see, was so, so fitting yesterday. Oh, sorry. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. No, I was just going to say the only thing I want to say is that like this journey is not a downer. Like, yeah. It's real and it speaks volumes that is so relatable, Yeah, you know? And so I love that knowingly or not, like that that's the journey that you're on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think once we start as, especially as women, once we start paying attention to ourselves in any way, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like, it just takes over. Yeah. Like this, I have to remind myself some days to like do my practical life responsibilities because right now I, it feels so good to focus Mm. on me and to spend time with me, whether that's doing yoga, which is new and interesting or meditating or going to therapy or just taking a drive and getting time to myself or taking a walk in um, on the trail next to our house, just all of these things. I just, I want to give myself to all of them. I don't want to cook dinner. I don't want to do the dishes. Like (laughs) this is so beneath me. I am discovering myself. Jeez. (laughs) I love it. But it's almost an addiction. And I think that those of us who, um, are just kind of tiptoeing into the waters of paying more attention to ourselves. Like Mm -hmm. if we've lost ourselves in motherhood or in work or in doing, 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 whatever the doing is, like once you experience the being, it's addictive. And um, fortunately for me, I'm at a space in my life where I can give 80% of myself to myself throughout the day. That is not common. And most people do not, are not in this place. Um, And so I recognize that and I'm so grateful for it. Um, But that doesn't mean that even if you're not in a place where you can devote, even if it's five minutes, like five minutes of oxygen to your smoldering fire within you is enough to keep it going every day. And so uh, that's my, that's my pep talk for this, (laughs) for this. But um, I don't know, is there anything else you want to talk about before I kind of talk about my? No, I love that. I think, I think you're right. I think give it, if, if all that you can afford is five minutes or 10 minutes, do it. Yeah. Right. Sometimes even, I had somebody that I've known for a really long time from when I was a teenager. And this was a couple years ago. She came to visit and Noah said randomly, what was my mom like when, when you knew her, when she was a teenager? And it just, for one, that question made my heart sore. Yeah. And she said, she looked at him and she said, you know what? She was a lot like she is now, but without like the mom responsibilities, but she's always been full of life. She's always been 
a, you know, fun and fun loving and, you know, always able to, to be right in the thick of it. And, and in that moment, I remember thinking part of me wants to go, no. Yeah. And part of me felt like, take it in. Yeah. That is truth. Receive it. Yeah. Let it wash over you and remind you of who you are. Yeah. And like, take it in and let that be true. Like, that is okay. It's not pompous. It's not whatever to like, that's, that's me. That's part of me. It's not all of me, yeah. but it is part of me. And like, it's okay to find joy in that and be proud of yourself. And so even like I was saying with we, when we were talking last week about that hard situation with the, the person we knew to be able to have enough confidence at this point in life to say, I am a good friend. And that is just something I know about myself. You know, there's part of it that I could say, that sounds really arrogant. Maybe you shouldn't be whatever. But you know what? God damn it. I fought hard. Yes. And I am. It doesn't mean I'm perfect. It doesn't mean I'm, you know, I'm not inserting anything else. Right. But it is okay for us to see ourselves in the clear light of day and be able to say, this is something I'm good at. Yeah. You know, this is something I, I enjoy or that I appreciate, or that somebody else appreciates about me. Yeah. And and I'm going to let that be true and, and take that and not do the like, no, 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 no. Like, yes, thank you. Yeah. That means so much. Yes. And so I think even if it's that little of a step, when people say something nice to you, instead of denying it, accept it. Yeah. Thank you. I have, that means so much to me. That is a beautiful reminder yeah. of who I am today. And I'm going to take it in. Yeah. You know, so if you're in that space, that's my encouragement of it can be that small. When someone yeah. says something true and encouraging, instead of denying it, let it wash over you. Write it down even. Yeah. I've literally thought of like on my birthday, people wrote really nice and not just like, Happy birthday. Have an amazing day, which that's nice. But like I have some people that wrote really intentional things that meant so much to me. And I thought I need to like gather these yeah, so that I can remind myself yeah, when I'm having a hard day. And, and so anyway, that's the only other thing I'd like to add is that yeah. it can be just that. Yeah. D- yeah. That alone can be a good step to calling ourselves back right yeah. to pulling that girl yes. who is there yeah and I think that also on the other side of that coin speaks so much to how we should speak the words of life to our people mm. or somebody that you just met on the street like yeah. wow your smile just lit up my day thank you so much yeah or you know or telling your friend you know what you are so encouraging and I always know you know whatever it is like to say that to your to the people around you whoever it is because you don't know what day that might be throwing gasoline on the fire that's in them that needs to be 
stoked, but doesn't know how to get out. It could be the day. Like my last therapy appointment, we're sitting there and I'm talking about, God, I can't even remember what. And she said, well, I don't think you understand how powerful your gifts are or something like that. Like, she's like, do you even know what you have? And I was like, uh, apparently not. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, when you come in every day, every time we meet, your, your eyes are full of life and you just connect with me immediately. Like you have the gift of connecting. And yeah. I was like, I, mean, I just started bawling. It was like, yeah. what? And just talking about how, where that could lead in my life, like how I could use that for what gifts or what, you know, what ways I could put that and find my own fulfillment, but share it with other people. And it was just like, holy moly. And it, it, it lit a fire with me. Like I ordered books to research like certain types of things. I'm so much more excited to start school in the at the beginning of the year, like there's just all these things. And I'm like, Oh, that literally set me a fire. Like just three sentences, what it connected exactly where I needed it to. And so incredible, but that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't made the decision mm-hmm. months ago to put in a little time on myself to allow myself to be at the top of that priority list. And um, since that's happened, it has been a very challenging role or challenging road, but it has been life changing and relationship changing with every person that is important in my life, there has been a difference in my relationships and in my ability to care for them and let them care for me. Yeah. And, um, I, it's the, it's the biggest gift I could have given myself. And it just started with like, I'm finally going to just do it. I'm going to go to therapy. I've been saying I was going to do it for 20 years. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And being terrified and being um, willing to make a financial sacrifice and willing, you know, like there's so many practical things, but in that time I have, so, so this is what's happened in the last couple of months. Like this is me fighting for her Mm -hmm. fighting for going and getting her, me acknowledging um, childhood abuse in in many ways. Um, you know, my early my first ten years of life were in a home where my dad was an alcoholic who beat my mom and abused me in various other ways. And during that time, when most little kids are developing their personality and developing their interests in who they are. Um, I was developing the skill of creating a world that I was comfortable living in. And um, that became my way of coping in my entire life. Like 
making myself feel enough by creating my own reality, you know, and I was a kid who my teachers, um, other adults, they looked at our family, like looking back now, they knew what was going on. They Mm. knew the challenges that were inside my household. They knew things and they, I felt less than, I felt less than my peers in school. I felt like the adults looked at me and felt sorry for me, felt sorry for my family, you know. And then when my mom left my dad, we moved out of state. I started a new school. I knew nothing about anything. And there wasn't communication. Like my mom didn't have the skills or the emotional bandwidth, probably. I mean, Mm -hmm. she was escaping abuse. Right. Um, She was just living, you know. And I can acknowledge why, but it doesn't change the fact that I wasn't receiving, like, emotion nurturing or, you know, help in navigating this big world. I just left my tiny, tiny, tiny town of a few thousand people and moved to, like, the city of Dallas, you know, and I'm... So I'm, I'm this little country bumpkin who's now a part of this big world. And uh, my mom had already met what was about to be my stepdad and was working and she was very focused on everything other than me. And so I'm navigating this world by myself in a lot of ways. And so I continued to create the person that I thought everybody wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. I I created, I could walk into a room, read the room, know who I needed to be to fit in. And I created that person. Wow. And that was the way I lived my life until last week. I mean, I don't, there are parts of me that still have continued to do that my whole entire life. Sure. And of course, it's not the same as an adult as it was as a 10 year old child who, you know, had the ability to make up wild stories and wonderful existences and give myself a safe place to exist. Um, But it was still there. And so that's why I say I never knew who I was. Mm -hmm. I never knew. I was busy creating the person that would be most accepted my whole life. Yeah. And so, but interestingly, that is kind of part of who I am because I'm creative and I'm um, a storyteller and I'm able to, you know, imagine and, you know, dramatize anything in the world (laughs) and and tell hard truth in the middle of that. Yes. And so... That is why I can see, like, I may not have known her, but mm-hmm. she was there the whole time. Yeah. She was just doing the things to protect herself rather than live out loud. Yep. And so as I am realizing this these last couple of months, 
like it's opened my eyes so much to I get to I get to discover myself now and it's terrifying and overwhelming and I keep telling Jim like I feel like a toddler just bumbling around in life like tripping and falling all through life as I'm discovering and figuring things out but I just keep getting back up and it's, and I fall down and I laugh almost, you know, it's like, you know, when Mm -hmm. little kids fall down and it's so funny and they giggle and then they just roll over and get back up and bump into the next thing. And that's how I feel. And it's very freeing and very um, joyful almost, but it's also (laughs) a lot of like, I feel all of this emotional turmoil inside of me making its way up and out. And honestly, that's probably what's wrong with my back. Like I am literally a ball of live wires inside of myself. Like I know Mm -hmm. I'm making it sound beautiful and like, I know the outcome of it is going to be beautiful, but I literally have a headache and feel like I'm going to throw up 23 of the 24 hours of the day right now. Like it's just so much. Yeah. Um, but like this weekend, I was able to sit down with Jim and just this weight that I have been carrying around our entire relationship that I thought I'm going to carry this to my death. Like this is something that I'm just going to have to carry, but on my own. And, but I sat down and it was like, I have to tell you something. It's the last thing I want to do. Don't let me get up from here without saying it, but Mm. I can't say it yet. You know, like just one of those things of this could absolutely change our entire marriage. And I just have to say it because I have to be true to me. And I, you know, I said it and he just started laughing. And was like, that's it. That's all you got. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but it was so big. The weight of it on me was so big that it felt like such a huge thing. And it just enabled, like, as I said the words, it was just like this entire wall that I built inside myself just fell down. Mm. And it's not, I mean, now I'm having to walk through the rubble, you know, and deal with whatever, but oh, just so, and I'm, I know I'm not speaking like, I'm not giving details because it's really raw and I just can't. But, and and it's mine to carry, like, it's, it's not something that, but, um, every time I have, like, these moments of just being true to me, it's like, I can take a deep breath, like, what Mm -hmm. that squeezing inside of me that just, like, squeezes the breath out of me, I can, it's like, okay, okay, I did that. I feel a release. I can breathe, whatever. And like, I know my story is pretty intense. I started life in this world as a neglected, abandoned, emotionally abandoned child. And at some points physically abandoned. And um, it, it didn't get easier. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. 
And so um, I think my story is pretty intense. Like, I know there are some people who can absolutely relate and have experienced trauma even more than I can imagine. Um, But I don't think that matters. I think it's like the things that we create to protect ourselves, to um, survive, sometimes that takes the place of our identity, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. when your identity becomes survival, (laughs) Mm. you don't have the privilege of like knowing yourself. No. It's, It's just survival. Yeah. And I mean, at 45 years, I get to discover what my identity means to me, like means to my world and my life and my future. And it's a little overwhelming, but it's becoming more and more exciting the more I stop protecting and surviving. Yeah. So that's what therapy has been the last couple of months. Just, you know, nothing big. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good though. It's so, and so vital. I mean, to like connect those, that real her, you know, to pull that up and discover. Yeah. You know, and, and also to get rid of, that survival version, you know, to expose it to the light. Yeah. To, which then I think puts it in its more proper portion of like size, right? Like whenever there's something that's, that's hidden that we're holding and that hasn't had light exposed to it feels so humongous and, and it's massive. I mean, it is big. There's, there's a lot, but anytime once, at least in my experience, when you do finally expose it to the light, you say the hardest thing. And then oftentimes it is almost this like deflate, like that's it. (laughs) Well, shit. Okay. I feel a lot better. And the other people that you're so afraid of telling that truth go, well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, I don't know. I just, it's so freeing and I'm so, happy that you are doing it and proud of you. You know, it's, it's the real stuff. It's not easy, but it's worth it. You're worth it. Yes. Thank you. And we all are like whatever the baby step is that gets the ball rolling. We're all worth it. And we're all worth the hard work. Like I know I am probably for the first time in my life. I know Mm. I am, but it makes me so driven to like, make sure everybody knows that they are like, yes, yes. (laughs) there's so much on the other side of just letting the wild. And I loved that part of what Jen Hatmaker said of being afraid of, of being the wild one in her, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's so amazing that we were not meant to be tamed, domesticated servants. Right. Like it, we just weren't, we can, 
we can be domestic and we can be, we can serve our family and we can do the things, but not at the, not by losing the wild inside of us, mm-hmm. you know, and there's so much there and there's so much talked about in that realm, like Glennon Doyle, the whole untamed book and everything that's come from that. And, um, Jen Hatmaker's thing was the me camp thing and discovering herself. And then I think that's just continued and obviously, you know, finding herself after divorce and all of that. And I mean, these are just examples of big name people, but it feels like women, especially, and I know this applies to men too, but what I'm most aware of is women just having this driving need right now. Like we have sacrificed ourselves to be mothers and wives and, you know, support the men or the people around us to the extent that we have lost ourselves and we were never meant to do that. Yeah. I think that's the thing for me is it's not, it's not one or the other. It's not, it's not marriage and parenthood and working or stay wild and free. Like, I, I truly think that's the crap that we've accepted yes. as truth. And that's the big lie. Yeah. Is that it's yes and. You can be a wild and full of life and have your personhood and parent and work yes. and be more alive in those things. It does not, the cost of that is not yourself or it shouldn't be. Right. And I think that's the lie that we've accepted yes. is that somehow it's one or the other. Yes. And it does not have to be, which does not mean at all moments. Right. right? Like it's right. not, it's not glorious when let's be honest, when we're wiping butts and noses and yes. all the things like it's hard to feel real, like woo woo, <laughs> but <laughs> have a damn dance party in the middle of it. If that's you, you yeah. know, like, still let that wild have its space, right? And and try to find those opportunities. Yes. Yeah. And that isn't to reinforce the lie of you can have it all, like a a career and a, you know, parenthood and all of these things and it all be perfect. Like, it's hard to have it all. That's not really... um, a reality that most of us can live in, but damn it. If that means that your house is trashed yeah, for the sake of you getting to give you some time that you need, who fucking cares? Yeah. Like, and if you have someone in your life that makes that a big deal, then show them where the washing machine is and <laughs> help them help you because that's that, right. It's not, we can't do it all perfectly and well, but damn it. If you get to continue to sacrifice yourself so that everything else can be taken care of. Right. That's, that's that's unacceptable. Yeah. And I sure it's real easy for me to say, because I don't have toddlers running around and I don't have all of, you know, the things, but if I would go back, I would, absolutely not allow myself to do that again. I would Mm -hmm. not allow myself to put the pressure of 
making sure everyone else's life is perfect while I wither and don't take care of myself. No way. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it would have been really great to face all of the things that I'm facing at 25 instead of 45. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. And yet I also think it's possible that you, I mean, and probable even, you were not equipped. Oh, God, no. Right? Like you had to, you had to come to this place. Absolutely. You had to grow to be to this place, to be able to be ready to take that on and to have the chutzpah to, you know, and that depth that you may not have had at that point. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So no shame in that. No. Timeline. You know? No. And I don't feel that. Good. I don't feel that because I, you're right. I couldn't have. It's taken me every step of the road to this point to be able to do this. I fully Mm -hmm. recognize that. Um, But if I would have made myself more of a priority. Yeah. It probably may not have taken quite this long or it may not. I may not be digging myself out of quite the, excuse me, cavernous hole that I. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been a little easier maybe, but I don't, I don't care. Like that's not a whatever. Like it is what it is and I'm happy to be here and I don't give a fuck. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's true. If we can make anybody else's journey easier. Yes. We want to. Yes. So if you can glean from what we are experiencing, (laughs) we want you to be able to. And if you can do it with maybe just a little more joy, take a little less pressure off your shoulders, right? If you can take a little deeper breath in the middle of it, then that makes us happy. Because when we had people that would share that, which was occasionally, it was like a breath of fresh air yes. and a and a light of the future, like, oh my God, it's gonna be different someday. <laughs> you know, and and even in the like, it is fun in this moment too. And I don't yes. you know, there are their joys and there are the the funny fun, you just have to laugh and whatever, you know, and enjoy right where you are because there are things that are that way. But sometimes you need to be reminded. You know, yeah, like not to take ourselves so seriously or, or whatever. Yeah. And I can say with absolute certainty that I spent every moment of every day with my children and doing all of the things for them. And they still fuck up all the time. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way that you can keep teenagers from being teenagers and young adults from being, having to discover life the hard way. It just is, no matter what. So put them in a high chair in front of the TV and go read a book. (laughs) (laughs) There are days. If they're older teenagers, just let them play Xbox for 12 hours and go read a book. Yeah, and just pretend you don't know. I will say there are those days. Yeah. It's no biggie. Mm Mm-hmm. They're it's still going to make it out alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Do what you got to do. Um, I do. I There's a quote from Glenda the Good Witch. 
from Wizard oh. of Oz that Lady O always says, but um, I just kept thinking about it while we were talking. And it's the, you've always had the power, my dear. You just had to learn it for yourself. Oh, you've always had it. She was always in you. That is perfect. Right? So that is the parting words that I want to use. You've always had the power in you. You just had to learn it for yourself. We love you. Love you. Love you.